guys. Hi. Welcome back. I'm Courtney. And I'm Caitlin. And we are the Florida Girlies. your hosts who are always positive never negative never. always bringing you good vibes always good vibes positivity nothing nothing that could upset anyone no even though we are a true crime podcast yes but it's just like happiness and rainbows yeah, and butterflies all, all the, time. the time i'm actually about to ruin your day oh great <laughs> i'm so sorry this case is so horrendous like i i good, great I'm not going to go into all the detail that I heard because oh God. it actually really made me spiral a little bit. But it is such an interesting, like, wild case regardless. So well, I, I felt like I had to tell it. Well, before we get into that, do you have anything that you would like to share with the family? <laughs> I am working on getting everything sorted out for my daughter's second birthday. I can't believe it's been two years. It sounds like it's the end of the world. No, it's just so emotional. It's like, I, f- uh, I don't know. I feel like she was literally born yesterday. I know people say it all the time, but like they literally grow so fast and time flies so quickly. And it's just, I, I've loved every single stage with her. And like, especially this one, it's so fun. She is like so much fun right yeah. now. I walk through the door and she's like, <laughs> she's like just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, she's, um, she's a blast to hang out with. Like she's literally my best friend, but I also am like nostalgic for the Babies. newborn stages yeah. and like smelling her head all the time. Cause <laughs> she had that newborn smell, you know, and now she probably won't even let now you She smells like Cheetos. Mm, good. No. Um, yeah, I it's just, gonna be a blast. It's gonna, gonna be so, much so fun. fun. So I'm like excited, but also like emotional, obviously. And I don't know. I was just thinking about how anytime anybody that I know has like posted a pregnancy announcement, I'm so excited for them. Even if they were like my acquaintance or something that I see on Facebook, I'm like, this is so exciting, and I feel like they're stepping into this world that. I finally understand and mm-hmm. I feel like connected to them in some weird way. Maybe they don't feel like that, but I don't <laughs> know. But at the same time, I'm like low key jealous because they get to go through that whole experience for the first time. And I'm obviously, if I have another baby, it's going to be just as like amazing, I'm sure. But there's going to be this like sadness because. I won't have that one-on-one time as much with Mila all the time. And I won't be able to give that same energy I did to her when she was born to my next kid because I'm going to have to like split my time. So it's just this constant, like, I don't even know how to like put it into words, but it's this constant, like torn feeling of happy and sad. 
Well, you're doing a great job and you don't have another baby on the way yet. So no. you don't have to no, be no, no, too no. sad Not about yet. that yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I'm like, what's going to happen <laughs> if I have another baby? Which I don't even know if I will. But if I do, it's just I have been thinking about that a lot. Like, what will it be like? Well, Mila's already two. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And, you know. Even if you were to get pregnant tomorrow, she'd be almost three by the time that you have a baby. And at that yeah. point, a three-year-old would just be so pumped to have a sibling. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She would I literally know. just be like the most fun big sister ever. So, yeah. Any negativity, you're going to be like, oh, this is way better than I thought. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. Even I think I'm just thinking about this stuff a lot more right now just as she's like, as her birthday is approaching. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's growing up. And then... It just makes you think about all that. Yeah. But I don't remember any time before my sister at all. Oh, Like, it's just always been me and Emily. Just always. That's so sweet. She's literally my best friend. Aww. Even when I literally want to murder her. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sister. And she wants to murder me. Yeah. But, no, it's something about that two-year gap, too, like, as mm-hmm. girls. Yeah. Oh, me and my sister have a five and a half year gap. And let me tell you, she hated me. (laughs) Well, okay, no, she (laughs) loved me. And I guess as a baby, I was just kind of like, nah. And and then like it switched and I was obsessed with her and I wanted to be just like her. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. And I wanted to like wear all her clothes and hang out with her and her friends. And she was like, get out. <laughs> but then it switched back and she was fine. I remember like it had to be like my 13th or 14th birthday or something. But I just remember being like, oh, my God, she likes me. Yeah, <laughs> She likes me now. And ever since then, it's just been solid. Like, yeah, she's my yeah. she's. She's like a second mom to me almost. Like mm-hmm. I feel like she, we spent so much time together growing up and like she was like so close with me during those like pivotal teen years that like, yeah, I, I always like looked up to her and mm-hmm. felt like she guided me as a mom. Oh, but yeah. And you became a mom before her, mm-hmm. which is so funny. Yeah. Now she has a little baby. A little baby. And it's so exciting. I can't wait for like Mila and her her baby, her name's Eva, to be like the best of friends. That's gonna be so cool. Yeah. Little cousins. I know. Ugh. Well, it's gonna be a great weekend. I feel like I've just been going on and on. What is happening with you? How was the Jonas Brothers concert? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so I went to the Jonas Brothers on Monday, and honestly, I'm such a big Joe stan. Mm. Um, but I'm going to be honest, the Sophie Joe stuff and just not really knowing, like, what is truly happening totally put, like, this initial damper yeah. on the evening because I was like, I don't know if I'm really rooting for him or mm-hmm. not. But I love the Jonas Brothers regardless. Like, I, we have since we were, like, 12. So, since like, they were a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. ever since the beginning. And like I had the the like red album, like that it's time mm-hmm. for me to fly or whatever yeah. the album was called. Um so anyway, uh I went with my bestie from like elementary school, mm-hmm. Savannah, shout out. 
I don't know if you want your name on this podcast, um, <laughs> but it's there now. So, but yeah, no, we went together. We got floor seats and they literally walked directly so by us. I saw all the videos you posted and I was dying. We were like on the edge where the railing is, like yeah. where that blockade is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looked at me. It's, and it's oh. there's proof in the video, like right at me. Girl, oh. you are so lucky. <laughs> he doesn't even know really that I exist or who I am, but I think he's probably dreaming about you right now. For sure. He's like I that girl that I all the time. At. <laughs> no, for real. But um, it ended up being a great concert. We had a great time. I was so trashed. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The guy, one of the security guards had to pick me up off the ground. <gasps> Because I could not, like, I felt like a thousand pounds, like a boulder was sitting on top oh, of me. No. I could not get up. Oh, I could no. not get up. And then I bought a $45 t-shirt at the very beginning because we have VIP. So we were like the first people in line for merch. Oh my God, amazing. And I left the t-shirt under my seat. <gasps> no. Yeah. And I threw up in the bathroom. Oh my God. <laughs> I got the number of one of the bartenders. Love. <laughs> it was truly such a trash ass night. And I've been thinking today, I went on a walk with my dog this morning. And I was like, man, I would love to age elegantly with such (laughs) poise. But I know that I'm going to be a dumbass for life. And I will just be (laughs) wilding out for the rest of my life. Like, I just... I know I'm going to be an idiot for the rest of my life. And it's really true. I mean, I'm 30 and I still have zero chill. Zero chill whatsoever. Uh, maybe it'll set in eventually maybe it it will be like when I eventually have kids but at the same time I'm like who would allow me to have a child oh stop you would be an amazing mom Mm -hmm. I already know it I mean think about me pre-Mila yeah we were scary we were both hot mess express (laughs) dude Uh, but I forget about those days sometimes no it was so fun early 20s like Who cares? Yeah. That's what that's what the early 20s are for. Fucking yeah. up, making mistakes, realizing who you are, mm-hmm. and then growing out I of it. I was just wild and I was traveling by myself. Just mm-hmm. literally, I'm mom, stop listening right now. I know you're listening. But Does she listen? <laughs> yeah. She Aww. just started listening. But I was very unsafe traveling by myself. I like know. just drinking in a foreign country when you're alone is such a bad idea <laughs> but i i am a lucky gal for getting home safely every every time yeah it's that frontal lobe baby yeah <laughs> it wasn't developed yet <laughs> no i mean i i got married at 23 so my mm. frontal lobe was so far from being developed oh that i was God, like this I is a good idea not realize that 23 years old <gasps> You were yeah. so, just a little baby. A little baby. A baby. That's crazy. I know. It wasn't a great time. Well, the, our marriage was fine to begin. But I mean, like, that t- time of my life, mm-hmm. I just did not know who I was at all. Yeah. And, you know, you find out pretty quick when you're living in close quarters with somebody else who is also trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. 20s are just, like, nuts. I, I'm like, if, if y'all want to get married young... You better be ready. Yeah. Because you change so much. And like something that I do love about, okay, now I'm going on a relationship rant, but something I love about relationships now is that you do have to give space to grow for your partner. You're both going to grow. Oh, I hear Mila in the background. They must have gotten back from the wall. (laughs) Um, 
And that's like the beautiful thing about relationships, but you also have to recognize like at some point someone is kind of who they are, who they're going to be. Yeah. There are some things that are going to change and you're going to grow and evolve through life. What the oh, heck? don't worry. A truck? That's just the neighbors I was telling you about last week. No way. That's the and truck. And they're crazy, stupid. Dude, what if they listen to this podcast eventually? They're going to literally burn your door <laughs> down to get to you. I really don't think they're the podcast type. No? No. I don't know what you're trying to insinuate there, <laughs> but it sounds... A little rude. A little rude. <laughs> no, they have this like old car that barely works and they it's so loud. It sounds like they're starting up a boat. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it's horrible. I put my mic to the window. <laughs> they will just sit there and like rev it. And it's always during nap time or nighttime. I'm like, great, cool, awesome. Well, that's when the parties are. <laughs> I just don't want me was sleeping. But do you have any other updates before we dive in? Um, nothing that I want to go on and on about, but I am leaving for Nashville this weekend. Oh. I'm going to be on, gone for three weeks and I'm so Good. excited. I got like this cute pad. I'm not going to say where I'm going specifically, but um, my sister lives up there for the listeners. You obviously know this, but um I'm just really excited to get the fuck out of Dodge, dude, and, like, relax. I'm still working. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm taking a vacation. Um, No, but it'll be so nice to be somewhere else. Yeah, just Just be, like, alone and breathe and think, because the last couple of months have been rough. Rough. And, unfortunately, everyone knows that who's (laughs) listening and has been listening for a while. (laughs) Not specific details. Don't go back and listen for anything specific, because you won't find it. But you could also go back and listen if you would like and support our podcast by listening <laughs> to the episodes again. Um, anyway, you know, that was my really only thing because I'm just prepping to go. Yeah. And it's been really exciting. So, Yay. yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna I got. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, too. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We will still be dropping episodes. Yeah. We're going to be... Um, We're going to be batching a little bit Mm -hmm. for like the next three weeks. Anyway, I'm very excited to hear your story. Yeah. And I think that's all that's all I've got. If you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Oh, for those of you who care, who have also watched um, The Summer I Turned Pretty. If you're going to watch it, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I finally finished season two and I'm very upset with the ending. That's not a spoiler at all. Well, I was going to say I am fully... Team Conrad, I think the other guy is weird. Team Jeremiah, he's weak. He gives me the creeps for some reason. Even though his eyes are gorgeous and his hair is gorgeous, something about him gives me the creeps. And I love, I love Conrad. And if season three doesn't come out and they don't get back together, I'm going to scream. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I love that we're transitioning from that into some grisly murder. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Okay. Let's dive in because this is a long story. I'm ready. Okay. Today we are talking about the Tote family murders. Tote? Tote. Okay. I've never heard of these. Okay. It's spelled T-O-D-T, but I've heard I've heard people pronounce it tot and tote, but I okay. believe it's tote. No, yeah. I still haven't heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Buckle up. Uh, This story takes us all the way to the ironically named 
town of Celebration, Florida. Oh, okay. Do you know where that is? Yeah, it's like Disney. Yeah, Disney. Um, uh, Disney like created the whole town. Really? Yeah, it's a creepy like Truman Show vibes kind of town. I didn't know that. Like it, yeah, and it's got insane HOA rules. Like, oh. and it's vi- it's like a dystopian it's weird what the heck yeah it's like it was said to be um like they were shooting for kind of like a pre-war america Uh, um, vibe (laughs) yeah um that was not a good era (laughs) well i guess really only good for white men yeah or like (laughs) it's it wasn't it wasn't good but the look of the houses and Ah. the neighborhoods is supposed to be like this perfect like all-american look and it just the whole thing kind of creeps me out but anyway (laughs) it's it's disney it's all owned by disney and it's 10 minutes away from disney fascinating very weird but okay so that's where we're at yeah so we'll start with anthony tote which is the father anthony tote and his wife megan met and began dating when they were attending monteville high school in connecticut They were high school sweethearts, and they dated through college, and after graduating, they both became physical therapists, and the couple ended up marrying, and they moved from their hometown in Pennsylvania to um, Colchester, Connecticut, where they ran their own physical therapy practice. They soon after started a family, welcoming their first son, Alec, their second son, Tyler, and finally their daughter, Zoe. So three? Yeah. Okay. The way I could not count this then. <laughs> wow. Okay. So three. <laughs> <My Yes. bad. laughs> um, Anthony was said to be a very loving and devoted and involved father. Megan chose to be a stay-at-home mom and homeschool all three kids and, uh, while Anthony ran their business. <laughs> what year is this? Do you know? 2000-ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just so I have a frame of reference. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what year, like, they started their family and all this, but okay. the crimes took place in about 2000. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, by all appearances, their physical therapist business was very successful. They ended up buying a house in Celebration, Florida, in... Um, as, as we know, anywhere near Disney is going to be expensive. These houses nowadays, I'm not exactly sure how much they were going for when he bought a house, but nowadays they are an average price of around $500,000. In the middle of Florida? Yeah. Well, it's because it's near Disney. I don't like that price. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) Like you can get a, a, a beach condo for less than that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, no. No, no. horrible. And I-4 traffic, no. Mm-mm. 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 Especially, I don't know, I don't I don't love Orlando in general, so. Mm. Honestly rude, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Anthony would work in Connecticut during the week, and he would fly to Florida to be with his family on weekends. Uh, he pr- also purchased purchased some other condos that he planned to rent out to family vacationers but they were not as successful as he would have hoped Mm. uh so at this point 
they were living well beyond their means. And Anthony began taking out small loans to make it by. When the cash ran out from that, he be, he had other plans. Oh, and no. he he began billing his patients for his physical therapy business for services that they never they never received. Oh. He quickly racked up more than $500,000 worth of insurance fraud. <gasps> yeah, he was he was billing these patients on days that his office was closed too, <laughs> so he ended up obviously like getting yeah. caught. Yeah. <sighs> And he was using this excess money to pay for their home and celebration, as well as trips to Disney World. What the heck? Yeah. Guys, if you can't afford your home, don't go to no. Disney. Mm -mm. Just some mm -mm -mm. little fiscal advice <laughs> from the murder podcast hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was failing to pay his employees or repay any of his loans. And Who would work for someone who's not paying them? <laughs> Actually, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've, spot. we've been there. <laughs> um, so law enforcement began to surveillance him and he did admit to um, to the fraud to the FBI, actually, in an interview. To Whoa. Them. Unfortunately, they weren't able to convict him right away. So while they continued their investigation, Anthony went home to Florida to be with his family. And this is where it takes a dark turn. It was at this point that Anthony's sister, who kept in regular contact with them, began growing concerned. She made calls to law enforcement asking them to do a wellness check on the totes, one on December 29th and one on January 10th. The one in December, she stated that she was worried because the whole family was really, really sick with the flu and she hadn't heard from them in days. She said that the last time that she spoke to them was the 23rd or 24th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so the first wellness check, no one answered the door. The curtains were all drawn and it seemed as though no one was home. So, and they didn't have reason to go in the house at this point. So they just left and they said they assumed they were on vacation. Okay. Things grew more concerning when his sister called again to add that she received a text from Anthony's wife saying that the world was going to end on the 28th of December. Oh, my God. The totes landlord had also notified police to tell them that they were being evicted because they hadn't paid rent. And the landlord requested a wellness check because she knew that they had young children. And she she saw um, on Facebook one of the one of their family members started a Facebook group called looking for the totes or searching for really? the totes. Yeah. Cause they hadn't heard from them in so long. And um so the landlord saw that and she also requested them to do a another wellness check. And they went and again nothing suspicious, nothing out of the ordinary. However, they did see Anthony walking around. Uh-huh. Yeah. So at this point, the FBI was also looking for Anthony and ready to serve his arrest warrant. So on January 13th, 2020. Oh, I said 2000s. <laughs> like 2000. I thought it was like 2002. 
I read that completely wrong. On January 13, 2020. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Several officers were dispatched and sent to check on the scene. After knocking several times with no answer, police tried the door and found it was unlocked. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Mila, but she is saying hello. <laughs> um, so they cautiously walked inside because they were obviously unsure of what was awaiting them. Yeah. And they were immediately hit with a putrid oh no. Oh no. smell of rotting flesh. Oh, shit. They continued walking in the house and they see Tony at the top of the, at the, t- Anthony, Tony okay, yeah. at the uh, top of the stairs. And he's like stumbling around and can like barely make it down the stairs and like mumbling, like slurring his words. And police asked where his wife was and to which he replied, oh, she's upstairs taking a nap. And he turns around and calls for her. Obviously. She does not answer. Oh, no. So they ask where the kids are, and he says he doesn't know. He's, he's still, like, he's slurring his words. He's act- acting disoriented. And so they start to search the house. Um, they find in one of the bedrooms several bodies laying on a bed. And it's clear by just one look that they are not sleeping. Oh, no. They can see feet peeking out from underneath oh. blankets, um, and it's apparent by the look and the smell that they are in a deep state of decom- decomposition. Oh, no. In the bed, they find the deceased bodies of 42-year-old Megan, 13-year-old Alec, 11-year-old Tyler, 4-year-old Zoe, oh, no. as well as their family dog. <gasps> Yeah. Why did I gasp so long? I knew you would. So much of the dog. I don't know. I knew the dog would really like send it over the edge. Such a soft spot for me. Yeah. Um, uh, Why? um, Okay, we'll get there. We'll get. Yeah. uh, I'm so confused. So I wasn't going to add this, but this like stuck out to me in my research. They originally didn't see Zoe. Because she was so so much oh. smaller than the rest of them. So they were asking him where she was. And he was like, I don't know. I think she's sleeping in her crib like, or her bed or whatever. She's in a crib. She's four. Um, <laughs> but her bed. And they were looking everywhere. They were looking in the freezer. They were looking like in cabinets. Because oh. they were like, she's, she's a tiny four-year-old. Like... And they went back to the room and they found her like under the com- comforters, like with the rest of the family. Oh, but they hadn't no. seen her because her body was so badly decomposed <gasps> and she was so much smaller than the rest of them that like they they missed her. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I read that, I was like in tears. That it's, is so gross. Yeah. How how did he do this? Okay, so they're in his house. Mm-hmm. They're searching. He's apparently what drunk. Well, I'll I'll get to that in okay. a second too. Anthony had slept in the house with the family's bodies for over three weeks. No, yeah, no, mm-hmm. that is so grotesque. I, yeah, oh, and there was like snacks around <gasps> and like yeah, he was literally he was like, eating. Yeah, there was like M and M's and like random like dude, chips and stuff no yeah no. yeah dude was he gonna try and claim their insurance or something 
Ugh, mm. I'm asking too many questions <laughs> up front. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I don't understand. Okay. So Anthony tells police that he's so out of it because he took a heavy dose of Benadryl to try to unalive himself and he was immediately taken to the hospital. At this point, there are officers, crime scene units, medical examiners, and federal agents just swarming the house. Yeah. And they're all, like, searching for anything that they can find. And during their search, they find an extremely disturbing and cryptic letter. Oh, no. Oh, that was no. printed. The letter reads... It's really long, so just... Okay. The letter reads... As 2019 comes to a close and 2020 commences, we as a family decided this course of action for salvation. For several reasons, we are seeing the end of the world prophecy coming true and choose to not have our family suffer and be subjected to for unforeseen tortures, catalytic demise, and continued agony. We will no longer be separated. Tony will be with us forever now. Megan will no longer be subjected to constant daily pain and the torture of living and, and breathing from her progressive liver and Lyme's disease complications. We believe we made the right decision for our family to gain salvation and togetherness forever. The continued increasing depression as a result of Al Gula's suicide anniversary, coupled with the agony of the miscarriage of Connor Michael recently and Avery, eight years ago has just fueled an overall depression our whole family suffers on a daily basis in conversation with the kids constantly the focus of everlasting salvation and being together forever without pain and suffering is our ultimate goal and in addition this family lives in daily constant fear of robert we are very proud of what we contributed to this world what our children have contributed and the love that we share for each other. Our one final wish is that we are kept together. Please distribute our ashes along with our fur baby breezy in either the ocean or Hark Harkness. So we may be with dad in eternal rest. We have prayed and we have meditated to this decision. Please continue to pray for our salvation and please be in peace that we are no longer suffering. We are sorry for the anguish and sorrow this has caused you, but it was a decision made as a family. We will be together forever without pain and suffering. I will watch over and protect all of you. We love you all. What the fuck? Yeah. So I'm going to break down or like a couple key points because okay. when I read this, I was like, well, who are all these people? <laughs> so... Megan's father, um, well, first of all, Megan had a recent miscarriage, obviously, and another one that was eight years ago. And I just got to say, that is horrible. Absolutely awful. Devastating. But yeah. the kids, I'm sure that it affected them, but the kids are not living in, in a deep depression because of that. Yeah. Their children. And, like, I'm sure that it was a sad thing for them. Especially a four-year-old. Like, yeah. Mm -mm. They don't know. But, okay, so Al Gula is, as they mentioned, like, mm -hmm. it's the anniversary of his suicide. Al Gula was Megan's father, who apparently committed suicide in 2002. Oh, wow. That's where I got 2002 from. <laughs> okay. He committed suicide in 2002. 
Robert is Anthony's father who attempted to murder Anthony's mother when he was only four years old. Oh, my God. He hired a hitman to murder her. No fucking way. And she survived. Oh. Yeah. And he went to prison and, yeah. So this guy's... So he... He's he's been through the ringer. Yeah. So he was messed up from the get-go. Yeah. But um, in the hospital, um, he... Ends up confessing to murdering his whole family. Oh, my God. And the autopsy showed that Megan, Alec, and Tyler had ingested large amounts of Benadryl and were stabbed. They were unable to tell if Zoe had been stabbed, but she also had been drugged with Benadryl. I I didn't find this in my research um, this time around, but I remember listening to this case a long time ago and hearing someone say... The amount of Benadryl that was in Anthony's system was barely even enough to get him to sleep. Oh, God. Oh so God. he lied and was like pretending to slur and be like all messed up. Isn't that? That's so sickening. Like he never planned to go with the family. Why did he kill them? He, I believe it was due to the financial issues that he was having and he just snapped probably so he didn't have life insurance policies on them that he was trying to take out no oh my i don't think so not that i read it could have been possible that he was trying to take out uh insurance policy on them but i did not find that in my research so i don't believe he did i think he just snapped because of his financial issues and maybe he really did believe that the end of the world was coming or something. I'm, I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know for sure. But in custody, of course, Tony recanted his confession. Mm. He claims that he has no recollection of the crimes up until the day he got arrested. Wow. So then, in a letter to his father that he wrote from prison... He changes his story yet again. He said that the night before he had he had to go to one of their rental properties to retrieve a Mickey Mouse necklace for Zoe and perform a couple of repairs on it. Okay. Yeah, weird. He planned on staying overnight at the at the other home because apparently Megan used these essential oils in their house that irritated his sinuses. (laughs) (laughs) Your face. (laughs) And he said he also snored heavily. So he wanted to stay at the... I'm so sorry. How is literally any of this relevant? Like, I hate this guy. It's not. He also says that he played basketball with the boys while Megan prepared dessert inside. And then he drove over to the condo. He arrives at the condo and he decides to take a nap in the van instead of going inside. He woke up early in the morning and tried to start his van to drive back home, but of course the van wouldn't start. So he ran back to their other house, went inside, and noticed a partially eaten pie that contained Benadryl and rushed to find his family. He found his wife, who seemed eerily calm, but starting but uh, started claiming that she had delusions to kill the children to release their souls. 
He then found all the children dead, and that is when Megan took a bunch of Benadryl and stabbed herself. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Anthony also says that he was in such a stupor that he blacked out after the crimes. (laughs) He maintains that that Megan killed the children and herself. He says that part of the reason that they lived in Florida is that she suffered from Lyme's disease and hepatitis and severe depression. Like other family annihilators, Tony has made her, her family suffer even more by trying to pin the children's death on her. Yeah, I bet. The autopsy has already shown that Megan could not have possibly stabbed herself with the angle of the wound. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so he's terrible just a, for him. Uh, f- fucking liar. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2022, Anthony Tote was convicted of the murders and sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. An additional year was added to his sentence for killing the pet dog. Deemed as an act of animal cruelty. Well, definitely. Yeah. And that is the story of the Tote family murders. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's really unclear as to what exactly caused him to do this. I think... I think he just snapped. He was... It was the financial issues. Maybe he did want to also kill himself but he just lacked the courage do it yeah but i don't know but he courage <laughs> <laughs> well unaliving yourself doesn't take courage no just so that I, everyone is clear <laughs> i mean like after doing all that you know yeah i mean i can definitely see someone being like oh i don't want to die yeah but I am regretting what I've done now that I have to live with it. Yeah. But it doesn't really sound like he's taking responsibility for it, that he even cares really. Yeah. I mean, actually, I don't I don't know if I believe that he ever planned to also kill himself because then why go for your whole family? Yeah. Why just why not just do it yourself? I, I don't, don't understand the purpose of murdering your family. In the first place, like just ever in general, but mostly don't understand why that would be a solution to a financial problem that he created. Yeah. Like, that's why I was like, did he have insurance claims on them? Because at least that could get him out of debt. But the fact that he didn't even do that, it's even more confusing. Like, maybe he's like, oh, I didn't have them. And he wanted to retroactively, like, who knows? And then also this family letter is so bizarre. Like, can you read the last sentence where it's like, I will watch over you or something like that? Yeah. Please continue to pray for our salvation and please be in peace that we are no longer suffering. We are sorry for the anguish and sorrow this has caused you, but it was a decision we made as a family. Now we will be together forever without pain and suffering. I will watch over and protect all of you. We love you all. Who's I? That's what I want to know. Yes. Yeah, the so person whose I is yeah. writing it, not we. It goes from third, like, I didn't even or notice I guess second that. person of like we back yeah. to first person. And I want to know why. Yeah. It's because he's an idiot. It's a flaw. Yeah. yeah I mean, claiming insurance, uh, like, um, when he's charging his patients and stuff on days they weren't even there, I'm like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. No, this just is so fucked up. And obviously he's like going back and covering up 
shit with mm-hmm. excuses mm-hmm. because honestly it's giving cult like it's giving cult oh, vibes yeah. if they were 100%. to all like not all of them really the parents make the decision for the kids at that point but if the parents were making that call it's not a normal thought like that's very culty mm-hmm. yeah the kids uh, regardless of whether they even said like yeah i would want to be with mommy and daddy that they can't make that decision they are no, children they're children they don't know especially a four-year-old Dude, oh, yeah, the whole thing is so messed up. It's really fucked up. I feel really, really just heartbroken Mm -hmm. for that family. Yeah. And when you see a picture of this guy, too, you're going to be like, ugh, (laughs) ugh, he's so ugly. (laughs) He just really. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Sues me. (laughs) Hey. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I receive a letter in the mail. They're like, hey, not nice. <laughs> not, not, not nice. nice. You're being sued. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that we can laugh about stupid shit like that because honestly, shit like yeah. this is just so heavy and mm-hmm. it's hard to listen to. Yeah, I, I always say like I don't I don't want to do any cases about children or with children because they really really affect me especially like being a mom it's really hard to read about but this one just I was like I've I've been thinking about this case for so long and I'm like okay I need to just tell it wow well that was a doozy yeah I guess thank you for sharing (laughs) I'm sorry everyone (laughs) Ugh, wow. Well, I don't even know what else to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that story was really hard to research and it was really hard to tell. And I, if by chance any of the family members or friends that knew the Tote family ever listened to this, my hearts are with you. And I am so, so incredibly sorry Mm -hmm. that you had to be involved and something like that or and experience such loss yeah i mean it's it's a an, an extremely heavy mm-hmm. heavy situation yeah Ugh. well this one's not a fun one to end but that is you know this is the end of the episode now yeah that I'm is coming so, the okay. well we're gonna end now because mm, Mila is ready for Betty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she took her bath. She's now playing with her toys and it's coming through the microphones. <laughs> yes. Um next week we'll be back with a Halloween one, episode. A spooky one. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Uh we received some good feedback about our Friday the thirteenth episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to do a fun, lighthearted one after this. Yeah. October has been a month full of, like, we did... Ups and downs. Yeah. I think we had a couple Florida mans recently, mm-hmm. or at least one, and then we did Friday the 13th. Now we'll have Halloween. I mean, yeah, yeah let's just let's just stay in the spooky vibes for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Because, wow. My next case will not be anything regarding little kids, if that makes yeah. you feel better. It does. Okay, it makes good. me feel better. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but... <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be back with spooky season stuff tomorrow. Tomorrow. Bye.
um, next week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until then, we love you guys, and we will see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Goodbye. (laughs) Creep. As always, thank you for listening. We always appreciate a positive rating and review on Apple Music or Spotify. You can also listen to us on Amazon and you can rate us there too. You can also leave us a voicemail if you call 321-804-3345 and tell us your Florida stories, whether that's about a crime, a spooky haunting, a Florida man encounter, something about a gator encounter, anything that comes to mind that happened to you in Florida, we want to know. We definitely want to know. Email it to us or DM it to us. Our email is floridagirliespod at gmail.com and our Instagram is floridagirliespod. And we'll read your stories or play your voicemails on an upcoming episode. Until then, we love you guys and we'll see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Bye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.